Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Happy Labor Day weekend. Ooh. All right, day off. for for used to be a day off for everybody. Now it's you know just a day off for some of us because the retail stores and everything are actually stay open car dealership no matter what you can go shop anywhere right but happy labor day weekend right uh as with all monday holidays i will be trying to scoop up some sunday night holiday weekend deals um i've talked about this a bunch of times uh i first i I had to go back because i was thinking about it i had to go back to see when i first started talking about this. It was uh, season one, episode 17. Uh, and I think it's become somewhat of a sports card lessons podcast tradition now um, since then with these mo- Monday holidays, getting great deals on Sunday night on some of these auction sites. Um, and I'm always getting messages from listeners on Friday, Saturday, simply just saying Monday holiday. Uh, and then I may or may not get some, uh, you know, some shares of some deals they picked up on on Sunday night, um, and I appreciate that. And I do it myself. Some sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and again, I'll be, uh, I'm dropping this episode early, so sometimes I remember to say it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, if you listening to this, I'm recording this on Sunday, and I'm dropping this early on Sunday because I have some final. Uh, Final fantasy drafts I have to get through uh, this afternoon and this evening, so I wanted to get this out of the way early. So if you if you tune in early enough, uh, it's a reminder to go uh, go try to find some uh, steals tonight on the Sunday night auctions. So holiday weekend, lots going on, but Saturday uh, I did find time to go to the Enfield, Connecticut show. Uh, my guy Alex on IG at Ideal Cards, that's his show up there. Uh, it's always busy. Uh, since I started going to this show um, two year, two years. Well, in fact, if you remember, this is the very first show I set up at uh, over two years ago. Uh, and it was always just one floor. And since then, they've added a whole second floor downstairs with tables. So now the show has expanded. It's I'm not going to say it's double in size, but it's probably they've added 50 percent more tables up there. So uh, you know, it's a forty five minute drive for me, but definitely, definitely worth the drive. Uh, and even on a holiday weekend, when I pulled in and I saw the cars, I was like, oh my god, this place is packed. So uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a lot going on up there, and it's a great show for buying and selling. Uh, I went in there with the mentality of doing both, right? I've got stuff that I, you know, I'm selling. I've got stuff that I'm looking to buy. Uh, I was able to move uh, a couple football cards, which I was happy about. Um, 
And it's funny, you know, when you go to walk a show for someone like me who's been on the other side of the table for so long. Uh, I forget what side of the table I'm on. Um, I was negotiating a deal. I moved the uh, Patrick Mahomes, the 2017 uh, 2 p.m., the AKA 2 p.m. card, the PSA 10. And we were down to like $15 apart on the card. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, you know, why should I give up that extra $15? Kind of like the way I would be, you know, selling at a, you know, if I was, if I was a dealer selling at a show, um, when I seem to come down a decent amount, but the buyer hasn't seemed to come up very much. Uh, and then I started thinking, hey, wait a minute, I'm on. I, I didn't pay for this table. I, you know, I'm just I'm just here walking around, right? Um, so I knew we were close. We weren't moving. We we were that close, but we weren't moving forward. So I ended up selling to him. I said, "Hey, look, I'll come down ten dollars if you come up five, uh, and the deal was done. Right? It was it was easy as that. I mean, and when you put it that way too, um, at fifteen dollars apart, you would think. You know, how, how is this even happening? But, you know, for sometimes for some people, um, if you give up that $15 too quickly, then they want 15 more or 20 more. So it's, you know, you, you need to, from a negotiation standpoint, you need to, you know, feel at least feel anyways, if you want to get a good deal done, you, you need to, it has to feel like we're both giving a little bit to get this deal done. Um, so at $15, I'm willing to give up, you know, the $10 for them to come up five. And I was, I was happy, uh, deal was done. I was happy to move that card. Um, crazy thing about that card is I bought that card for a hundred dollars under comps, uh, back in June, uh, early July, I'm sorry, early July before the national. Um, and it was one of those cards I bought. I said, I'm adding it to the national inventory. I'm bringing it out there. It's a great card. I'm going to sell it and I'll sell it at whatever the comp is because I just got it at, at a great price. But when I made the offer, the seller immediately accepted. I, I, you know, I start, this is where I was starting my negotiation, a hundred dollars under comps uh, on this particular card. And he accepted. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me go back and just look at these comps again to make sure I wasn't missing anything that, you know, I, I wasn't overlooking anything because it's just strange when somebody agrees right when when you hit a low ball offer and someone agrees right away. So you have to think, you know, am I making a mistake here? Is there something wrong or something I'm overlooking? So I went back, checked all my numbers. Nope, nope. It's looks like a great deal. I made the deal and he even said, you're getting a really good deal and I. I felt I was getting a great deal. Uh, put it in my case for the national. Um, nobody looked at that card. There was zero interest in that card. And I, it was a card that I was selling so many cards. And I kept moving that card in the case and centering it in the case and, and putting it long ways and putting it here and putting it there and putting it next to really great cards. No one, no one was ever interested. No one ever made an offer on that card. I said, wow, that's just strange. Uh, come home, go to East Coast National, same thing. 
moving that card, moving that card, and all the cards around that are selling, but that card just wasn't selling, and nobody was even making offers on it. There was zero interest in this card. Uh, a couple, you know, some kids that were trying to trade up a bunch of smaller cards for it, that type of thing, but really, really no interest in that card. Um, until here I am at Enfield two months later, right? dealers looking in my box pulls this card out says i love this card and i'm thinking in my mind that's awesome i'm gonna move that card today i had so much room on that card that it really almost didn't matter what i was going to sell it for because i knew it was going to be positive because i just knew you know and do i say it like this no one was going to be like me and come in and offer a hundred dollars under comps um but pretty close, <laughs> pretty close. They, you know, we had to negotiate up uh, on that, you know. But I ended up selling the card for, you know, $50, $55 under comps. Now to this dealer, and I'm sure this dealer is thinking the same thing as now I've got, you know, this here's $55. And if this card, if this comp can go up, I can make more on this card, right? Um, every dealer comes across these great cards these great cards that just become dead inventory weight with no rhyme or reason. Um, I've been unlucky to have a few of these cards and I'm starting to understand, um, starting to understand that certain cards um, that you're able to get a good deal on, there's, there's really a good, there's really a reason why. Um, and a couple of these cards that, and I've been talking about this here on the podcast, a couple of these cards that I bought, in, bought into, uh, dealers were happy for whatever reason, some of, some of it, they didn't, there were no comps on it. So it was so hard to move a card with no comps, um, things like that. But I, I'm starting to identify certain things about cards that these are just really great cards, but you just can't sell them. It's like, there's zero interest in these cards. And, and I've talked to other people about cards like this. And, you know, they said the best they could do is just try to hide them in a trade deal. And sometimes they just give up on them. If they're, they're working a deal and they're so close and they really want to get this deal done, sometimes they'll grab that card and say, hey, look, I can throw this card in on top of it or something like that just to kind of kind of finish the deal, kind of seal the deal, like that type of thing. And that's all, you know, it's all these cards seem to become... You know, that's what they're, they're worth in the hobby is, is to try to get deals done or just being sold under comps to, I'm not going to say other unsuspecting people because, you know, I'll give you a, for instance, I do a lot with soccer cards and I go to the national, right. And I'm selling tons and tons of this women's soccer card. I mean, people were crowded around buying these cards, right? I go to, I come back, I go to do other shows and nobody's buying, nobody's even looking at the cards, just barely looking at the cards, you know? So it really, something like that, it depends on, you know, where, where I am, where I am set up and what I have in my case as to what's going to sell well. Right there in 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 Connecticut, I mean in New York they have a professional women's soccer team there, right? But maybe not a lot of players that are coming uh, to see that. So so putting certain things in my case just may not sell because the people that are coming to this to the show just aren't interested in those type of cards. But if 
I was they were somewhere else or had different eyes on them, it may be a very popular card. So in a card like that, 2 p.m., if I if I hadn't moved it by September 9th show, um, the last show, I would have put that on eBay. But it was just a card that I felt I was just giving too much away, too much of the profit away on eBay, you know, and and I don't even know if it would have sold if you know what it would have sold for on eBay. Um, had I put it up there. So I was happy to sell a card like this. And there are other cards that some, some, you know, this dealer might get this card and he already might have a buyer for it. He may put it somewhere else and get the complete, you know, sell it over comps. And I hope he does. I hope that works out his way. But for me and, and where I am and what I'm doing with the card, it just wasn't working out. Nobody, nobody was interested in that card. Uh, and, and, you know, I and I say to myself, and I've had a couple of these cards. I say, are the are these cards cursed, or have they just lost their shine? Um, we all have them as dealers. We all come across these cards, and we say, man, when I bought this card, I really thought this was going to be a fast sale. I really thought it was going to be a very popular card, and it ends up being not not even close, not even close to 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 a card that was worth uh you know that that had any worth in the case at all uh and that cut i mean the pop count on that 2 p.m card was for 446 you know and compared to a lot of the mahomes rookie cards uh psa 10s that's that's probably a little bit lower i mean i know it's still not a low number but there are a lot a lot of his you know rookie 2017 rookie PSA 10s that have huge thousands and thousands of pop counts on them. So, um, and I know people are screaming at the radio right now, wherever, however you're listening and saying, there's just too many, just too many card variations. You know, that's, that's really what it's coming down to on a lot of these cards. It's like, you want to buy him a homes card, which is the best card to buy? Is that the best card to buy? Maybe not even though it's a PSA 10 and it's a great looking, you know, more of an insert card, right? But, you know, instead of putting your, your 400 or your $450 into that card, maybe you want to go into, you know, a rated rookie card or something like that. And I, and I completely understand that too, that there's just so many variations now of the cards out there. It's. You know, you need to figure out, um, you know, for me as a dealer, which ones are selling, which, which you know, which ones that people really want and, and try to kind of stick to those. Um, another, I mean, I have another card like that as well as a, as a, as a great card of a top quarterback. Um, and I've had it for a year, but I, it, it, why haven't I sold it? Because it's probably not as good as his other 1,000 or, or 1,500 RPA variations or whatever they said. I mean, even like a Trevor Lawrence, right? Somebody said there were 10,000 variations of RPAs or something like that. You know, this is a Josh Allen from 2018. So I don't know how many RPA variations, but it just wasn't the best RPA variation it's not the one everybody's looking for and people are a little down on on josh allen right now too um so i'm hoping to get a little bit more aggressive uh about moving that card too and over my next couple of shows uh and you know just see what i can do with that you know just moving out of football now why the prices are good um i know that they're going to you know start to decline and you know, like anything else, you want to get the most, the most bang for your buck, right? You want to get the most you can. 
I still have the uh, Burrow XRC Auto number to 49, the PSA 910 Auto. Uh, and I talked about this being an awesome card, but having trouble moving this card because of lack of comps. You know, I had this card at the National. I had this card at East Coast National. Very, very popular card. Um, but the downfall on this card was the last comp was a year and a half ago for about, it's like $2,080 or something. We'll call it $2,100. And and people just assume that's the comp of that card, right? So they all the offers coming in at 2000 2000 2000 1800 1900 2000 uh and i just felt the card was worth so much more than that and at that price i would rather just hold that card and keep that card because uh, i just think it's a great card uh, but a couple weeks ago uh the same exact card in a bgs 9510 auto sold for 3250 uh on ebay so what that's done for me is just stop the super low offers, you know? So, uh, no matter, no matter. And, and I'll just give you a, for instance, this weekend showing up at the Enfield show, you know, when people are looking and they pulled, they kept pulling that card out every time they pull it on on my case that, Oh, I love this card, put it aside. Right. Um, and as soon as someone says, ah, you know, and they give you that little head shake and that, kind of little painful look, you know, said, ah, the last comp on that, you know, it's like $2,000. And I'm like, yeah, that was like a year, year, a year and a half ago. I said, um, and before they could get that $2,000 offer out, I'd say, just go back and look again. There's a BGS nine, five, 10 that, um, just sold a couple of weeks ago, 3250. And I even have it, I even had it queued up on my phone after the first person looked at it. Uh, that changes everything that literally changes though. And I could see the facial changes, everything where they're saying to themselves, yeah, I, if I can get into this card for $2,000, that would be a home run. Uh, maybe I can convince them, you know, maybe cause Burrow, you know, is injured or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but it changes everything, the whole, everything in their face changes because now they know, you know, now there's, there's a 3250 comp and now this card is about a $2,800 card. Right. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I couldn't be any more happier about a recent sale slash current comp with this card because you've heard me talking about this card over a number of episodes where it's been the focal point of me setting up at shows and even now walking a show, but the card doesn't get sold because there was no comps on it. And everybody's, well, there's no comps. I ain't got to take a chance and, and all this other stuff. And, and people say to me, like, I, like, I don't know They say, Hey, you know, especially the dealers, you know, they're like, well, you know, people are going to look at this. They're going to offer me 2000. So 1800 makes, you know, makes sense. I'm like, okay, okay. I've used that line before a time or two, but you know, appreciate you looking, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I know Burrow had a preseason calf injury, but I mean, I think he's just primed for a great season. Uh, and I'm only prepared to sell the card at the right price. I mean, that's why I still own the card, right? Because I'm prepared to sell it. You know, I, I certainly had decent offers at, you know, I, I shouldn't say decent offers, you know, some offers, but not close to where, where I feel the price was on this card. I would be ready to sell. And it's okay. If I don't sell this card, it's okay because this card's not one of those, one of those, those dead inventory cards. This is a card 
that's a great card. People love this card. Uh, and I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. I'll sell it. I'll hold on to it. Um, I think the value of that card will stay, you know, pretty close to where it is. It could even go up. You know, who knows what this season has to bring, how well he plays uh, moving forward. And I always say, no rush on the display case eye candy, right? So you put a card in there, it stops people. And that's 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 probably one of the most important things, right? That so people, when you're at a show, is to get people to stop and look in your case, whatever you whatever you 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 put in that case. And I and I learned that I learned that you know so early on uh, when when I first started setting up with uh, a Rob sports card therapist that he would have the um, eighty six all-star wrestling cards in there in his case and man would the people just stop and you know stop dead in their tracks and come back and look in and i and i always said to myself you know moving forward as a dealer no matter what i'm selling in my case i need to have something in there that stops people and i've gone through periods where i have nothing in my case that stops people and then i've gone through you know, probably over the last two years that I have at least, or a year and a half, at least one or two cards in there that will stop people and say, wow, that's a great card and, st you know, turn back and, you know, want to talk about a card or check a price or something like that. So as a dealer, that's so important to get people to stop uh, and, and look, in, look in your case. Uh, thanks. Uh, a shout out to my guy, Sean, on IG at Sabres Hockey 22. Uh, he gave me a great deal on uh, Kirill Kaprasov, Young Guns, PSA 10. Um, I have that card here. I'll just hold that up. If you're on uh, YouTube, you can see it. If not, uh, it is a PSA 10. Um, made a deal with him. Uh, we tend to get deals done, you know, just uh, on, on on certain cards. And he always gives me a great deal. I uh, always see him at Enfield and uh, at Plainville. So I appreciate the deal. Uh, I've been busy during the week. Uh, last two weeks, I've been picking up hockey. I've been picking up Young Guns, PSA 10s. I picked up two of these, uh, Cole Caulfield. Uh, and I am holding that up uh, to Cole Caulfield, PSA 10, Young Guns. Um, I picked up another one of these uh, Jack Hughes, Young Guns, PSA 10. Uh, so if you're keeping count, that's four Jack Hughes, <laughs> Young Guns, PSA 10. Um, and I don't mind having four of those. And it's not that I went looking for them. They just kind of ended up coming to me. Uh, but I don't mind. If it was any other player, I'd be probably been like, you know, I already have a couple of those. I don't need any more. But this particular player, you know, me knowing that, you know, I do the last shows in New Jersey, uh, and now he's going to be having a, a once a month show this uh, second Saturday of every month. He's going to be having a show there, and I'll be there. And you know, I don't think I'm going to have any trouble moving, uh, you know, New Jersey Devil cards, especially Jack Hughes. So uh, I, I am pretty pumped to have four of those, and and and, and I probably have. Um, from East Coast National, the lot I pulled, picked up there, I probably have probably eight, eight, eight or nine cards of him now, you know, all just great cards that um, I'm sure they're all going to move nicely in New Jersey. Um, 
So that's it. That's all I have. Uh, short episode this week. Um, I will be back Thursday with a brand new episode. I think it might be a collaboration with a uh, sports card therapist, uh, but we will find out. And uh, good luck for those of you who will be trying to scoop up some uh, holiday weekend Sunday night deals. I will be right there with you uh, while I am uh, fantasy drafting on one computer. I'm going to be scoping out the uh, auction houses on the other side. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <laughs>